Hi, it's Sim from Belgium, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast. Hi, this is Mike. This is Ross. This is Tim. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. This is episode, I'm going to get this right this week. This is episode 77, isn't it? Uh, yes, I believe yes, it is. Yes, 77, yes. right. And it's bank holiday, which is uh, means we don't go to work in the UK, which means it's been raining all day, like absolutely bucketing it down. So it's perfect barbecue weather. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's been, uh, what, three weeks since we got together now? Yeah, yeah. I, I barely know who you people are anymore. You're like strangers to me now. Um, but hopefully we can catch up pretty quickly and uh, get on with the rest of the show. So I'll start with you, Mike. How have you been? I've been good, thank you. I've been working hard, um, pretty much working flat out at work as we've not had the podcast and have not had usual things going on. So it's been work, work, work. But hopefully now with the podcast um, back and everything will return to normal as it should be. Um, So that's all good. I like the fact that you dictate normality by the presence of the podcast in your Yes, day. well, it's a sense of routine and to speak to you two and whatever guests we have. So it, it is part and parcel of, of the working week. So I, I look forward to that each each week. Oh, well, how nice. I feel like a, a, a semi-important part of your life now. Oh, you are, of course. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Russ? How are you? Me, oh, I'm good. I've been, um, you know sunning it up in the the sunny weather of our bank holiday which mostly consists of grey cloud and rain and staying indoors watching tv so uh it's just given me the opportunity to uh, do a marathon run of the uh, last season of 24 which was uh very good so that's been uh the total sum of my bank holiday really in england we don't go out because it's pissing down indeed we do in this case don't it's definitely gazebo barbecue weather at least it is there we go uh tim well thank you for joining us tim so um we'll get on a little bit more about you in a moment but um how have you been i'm fine yeah thanks uh just ate too much a bit today you know yes when you have lovely food you ate too much it's too good (laughs) so the rest i'm fine (laughs) fair enough fair enough uh as for me i'm pretty much in the same place as you russ just looking outside and watching the the weather come down in torrent uh i actually went to a wedding on friday and I was um, asked to take photos of actor's official photographer, which, let me tell you this now, okay, if anybody ever asks you to take photos at the wedding, politely refuse, <laughs> okay, because it's the hardest gig you'll ever do. It was certainly the most stressful thing you'll do for a very long time, I suspect. I've done three weddings now, and every single one of them is just an absolute nightmare. Uh, there's so much that can go wrong, uh, technically, creatively, just it's just horrible. And of course, the expectations from the bride and groom is that everything will be perfect in terms of the photos that they get at the end. And they can't be. They can, or at least they're not, I'm not a good enough photographer for them to be perfect. So it's an absolute nightmare. Uh, but I'm, I was in out for the last couple of days and now I'm back. So I've spent most of the day going through about a thousand photos and kind of sorting them through and making the good ones better and deleting the bad ones and i'm probably about a tenth of the way through so i'm going to be doing that for the rest of the week what fun but there we go so that's that's how we are so in terms of news then um well you might have noticed 
that the video, the official video for Nothing Stands in Our Way was uh, released over the course of this week. It's um, it's a live video, it's fair to say, with a bit of kind of uh, behind the scenes footage of the band interacting, uh, being a bit silly, kind of tour bus life, as well as shots from the stage. Uh, what do we think, guys? Just out of interest, what do you think of this, Russ? Uh, I was pleasantly surprised because, you know, it's one of those sort of concepts that a few bands do in terms of releasing a video with a live performance, as it were. But it was just, just nice, again, that it was something different. As you mentioned, it was interjected with footage of the band behind the scenes. And it's a type of video that you know, Lacuna Coil have never done before. They've done a performance video, but not a live performance video of them actually playing in front of a crowd. So it was it was refreshing and good to see. It was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Mike? What did you think of it? Yeah, I agree. It's uh, unique what they've done um, for, for them, as Russ has just said. And I think whether you know them, uh, met them, or you've never met them, I think the video sums them up to a T, both on the stage and off the stage, as, as we can see with it. It's kind of warts and all um, with it. And I think it works really well. And it's great that it's shot in black and white as well. I think that adds another dimension to the video. Mm. What did you think of it, Tim? Well, actually, at first I was a little bit disappointed just purely by the fact that they call it a real video clip, you know. Mm -hmm. To me, it's more a little bit a collection of of on-stage and off-stage video shots. But altogether, the the live performance parts, they are very nice, of course, yeah. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with all of you, actually. I think we like to see the the studio kind of story-based videos and there's always a sense of... Uh, if you see a live video, it always feels like not as much effort's been put in. But I don't think that was the case in this one. I think it was very professionally shot. Uh, I like the behind-the-scenes stuff. I like the way it's been put together. And I like the, the kind of the black and white effect that's been placed on it. But I think, you, Mike, you're absolutely right. When we get a real sense of the personalities of the uh, of the band on and off stage, I think that you're absolutely right when you said that. Uh, one thing I, I did think when I reflected on this particular song is there was there's a real danger with this song when nothing stands in the way because of the, the way the lyrics play out that you could really get a kind of a bit of a cheesy clip of all the things that they're mentioning couldn't you like you know, roadblocks and <laughs> kind of, you, you, there's a real danger that you could get that if you had the wrong kind of director or you had the wrong kind of sort of story writer for it so um what they've managed to do whether intentionally or otherwise is to completely avoid that by going straight to a, a live video and i agree with tim i think that the live shots you know especially the crowd and uh, and their response to the band is really good so uh, it's a good video and as you say it's different from what they've done before which is always good to see so uh, in other news of course uh this weekend the cooler call just uh, announced that they are going to be playing uh with resophonic uh on the 6th of september at the uh, piazza europa in usini sardinia which I don't, I don't think they've ever played sardinia before have they no, I don't think they have. Which is going to be a real treat for people from Sardinia. Um, mm. I, I wish I could get down there for it. I'm sure it's going to be actually gorgeous setting. And uh, it should be a good show. And of course, they've never played with uh, Resophonic. We know that they've got very close ties with uh, Resophonic. They've got friends with Mario Riso and Christina, mm-hmm. uh, Andrea and Mouse. In fact, all of them have been involved with the Resophonic project over the years. So I'm sure that's going to be a real party for the band, as, as well as their friends in the Resophonic project as well. And of course, it'll be good for um, 
uh, good for the the, uh, the charity that uh, Resifolic collects money for, for water in Africa. And brilliant, pretty good stuff. purpose this week uh is uh to interview tim so welcome tim to the podcast thank you we've got some questions for you i'm sure you're expecting given this an interview a bit, bit, bit weird if it wouldn't could you tell us a little bit about yourself first where you're from and that sort of thing about myself well as you already know i'm tim and i'm from belgium i'm 26 years old and i'm a huge lacuna coil fan i saw them i think already 18 or 19 times don't know by heart whatever uh, listen to many other bands as well. As long as it's metal, mostly I will like it. So, guess that's me in a nutshell. Okay, cool. So, let's start off with the first question then. So, how did you get into Lacuna Coil? Well, it must have been around 2005, I think, that uh, I learned, I, I got to know metal. And I listened to music like Papa Roach and stuff like that. Then I found out uh, bands like, uh, like Nightwish. I was very interested in that music, you know, uh, female vocal and stuff like that, melodic music. Then I started searching around for other bands like that. I found uh, After Forever, Epica, and also Lacuna Coil. And immediately I found them very special. Like they had Kamalize out just then. It was a very good album for me immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, how I got into the movie. Listened to their old material, bought some CDs, and yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Excellent, excellent. What was your first show? Do you remember? Oh, it must have been um, at the Metal Female Voices Fest, the third edition, some years ago, nine or ten years maybe already. And it was it was before they had Karma Code out, so they were still playing a set list with mostly Kamalize songs. It was awesome, really. What do you remember about the show? Yeah, there were a lot of people. It was a little bit dark atmosphere, actually, mm-hmm. because of, yeah... Kamalize has a bit that atmosphere, but I don't really remember the set list, but uh, I remember I just enjoyed myself singing and jumping up and down. It was really cool. Do you know, I, th- I think I might have gone to that one. Was that the one? Did they headline? Was they headlining? Yeah, there? indeed. They headlined, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was also Epica playing that weekend. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I think I, I, think I went there, you know. I think that was the uh, Battle Female Voices Fest. Make sure I got that right, yeah. The Metal Female Voice Fest that I went to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was good. As you say, it was before, uh, it was just before Karma Co came out, wasn't it? And I, yeah, I, I get a sense that they probably played one or two tracks from Karma Code. Because it would have been a, a just after their Ozfest appearance, because that, that, that was when they were, and also um, they played Grass Prop that same year and they were, playing songs from they're uh, playing like fragile so i suspect they probably played fragile there but yeah I, I, I remember it i don't remember the set list like yourself i'm sure we could dig it out uh but it was a very very good show excellent excellent so since then did you have you managed to meet the band i uh, met them quite a few times already yes two times professionally to do an interview once with christina once with uh, maki mm-hmm. and uh yeah after signing sessions and stuff like that yeah they're really cool guys. Always a pleasure to meet them. Yeah, they are really cool. Really down to earth. And 
everybody says it, and we say it so many times ourselves, but it has to be reiterated time and time. It's, it's great. It's absolutely great. Do you have a, a favourite album of theirs? That's a really difficult question, you know. <laughs> a favourite album? Hmm. I would say Dark Adrenaline in general, yeah. I also like very much Kamalize, also Broken Crown Halo, but I think Dark Adrenaline would be my, my most favourite album, yeah. Ah, that's an interesting one. We've not had anybody jump on the Dark Adrenaline bandwagon, but it was only a matter of time, uh, given that it's such a good album. Uh, do you have a favourite song? Yeah, it's even harder. <laughs> <laughs> mm, if, I, if I would take Dark Adrenaline, then I would say Intoxicated, probably, because of the lyrics, because of the feelings in the song. It's, it's just really great. It's good live, isn't it? Mm, yeah, indeed. <laughs> what about outside Dark Adrenaline? You say that when you said that you got into Lacunico through Comalize. Uh, so, what what song stood out on Comalize when you first listened to it? Then uh, that would be yeah, of course, the first ones that was Swamped and Heaven's Alive, of course. Right. Okay. But I don't think th- those are the best. I like Tightrope, Unspoken, Ghost Woman and the Huntress. Those kind of songs. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. So you mentioned earlier that. Um, You've you've done a couple of interviews, uh, one with Christina and one one with Marco. So, h- how come are you doing them for a website or, f- or for something else? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, I have my own website. Yeah, I'm working together with some people. I think in the meantime we're with sixteen, a crew of sixteen people, and we we review uh, albums, we review shows that we go to, festivals, and we also do interviews, of course. And, uh, that's why I already had the chance to do interviews with uh, Lacuna Quo, once with Christina, then once um, recently at Alcatraz Metal Fest with, uh, with Maki. And funny thing was that at the end, the entire band was there for once. That was, I think, unique. Yeah, yeah that was that was really unique. Um, we were, well, it was it was like a canteen area, wasn't there? Like a bit of backstage canteen area and and cornered marco you started talking to him and then the others drifted back and sat down and it was like you'd never get that again I, I, seriously you're very lucky there not that we got mouse to say much but uh you got a really good interview out of that which you know you put up on the site which is um a festival blog is that what it's called the website yeah, that's uh, that's correct yeah okay we'll, we'll make sure that uh we put that in the show notes and, and link to your, <laughs> uh, your interview with it it's a really good interview an hour uh, for those of you who don't know it's really hard to call on Marco uh, to get him, get him to give you an interview. Uh, most Not that he's, he doesn't want to be interviewed. He's, he's a really great guy. He's a lovely guy. But as he says, he doesn't know anything. <laughs> he's just, he is all about the music. Okay, He couldn't tell you about the lyrics. He couldn't tell you about the marketing. It's, he's all about creating the music. And we all love him for it because he does a, you know, a fine job. But if you want, so if you want to talk to him about the music of Lacuna Core, then he will talk to you forever and you can really get a sense of his passion but if you start asking him questions outside of the area he's like i don't fucking know go speak to them uh, which <laughs> may, always makes for a fun interview but it's well worth sitting down with him getting a chance to talk talk music to marco whenever you get the opportunity so how long have you been part of the festival blog Ooh, it's for five years i think already i was uh, one of the two uh, people who founded it oh, wow. turned it from a blog into a website mm-hmm. and uh, yeah now everything is uh, going very well we have uh, many readers, many interviews, many stuff, yeah. Excellent. Do you get the chance to go to many other concerts and, and do lots of interviews or sort of record yeah, your yeah, yeah. All kinds of festivals, all kinds of indoor uh, concerts, no problem. You just contact the labels and uh, it's, it's being fixed, yeah. 
Excellent, excellent. So uh, I'll get everybody to check out Festival Blog and uh, is it festivalblog.be? Is that right? Am I right? Yep, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Well, make sure we put a link in the show notes and we, you can go back and read Tim's uh, interview with Christina, which was, as I recall, was at the Female Voices Metal Fest. Is that right? Yeah, also. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, the, let's say, most recent one, which was at Alcatraz just a few weeks ago. Okay, so we're going to bring our interview to a close pretty soon. But we have one question that we ask everybody that comes on the show, Tim, and I'm sure you know exactly what it is. Uh, what does being a Lacuna Core fan mean to you, sir? Well, I, I love their music and their lyrics, so so you can think of a lot of meaning behind the songs. And that's what I really appreciate in music, the lyrics and the music, where I can recognize myself in or the situations that happen to me. So looking at it like that, Lacuna Coral and their music really mean lots to me and i guess that's for me what what being a fan of lacuna coral is just experiencing their music uh having the emotions reflected in the music upon me yeah excellent well that's really good that's that that feels really really personal good stuff (laughs) well thank you very much for joining us today on the podcast have you got anything else you would like to add not really just uh it was nice to talk to you about to you guys are you going to stay with us for our review of Wide Awake? Uh, if you want, why not? Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. All right, well, let's do that now then, shall we? Okay, well, that brings us this week to our review. Uh, as we just said a few moments ago, we're reviewing the song Wide Awake, taken from Laguna Core's album, Shallow Life. And I believe it's Mike's turn to go first. So, Mike, uh, Wide Awake. Wide Awake. Um, let me think. Music, I'll, I'll do this in two halves, as, as we, we have done in the past with certain songs. Musically, we've got the slow opening, uh, like the keyboard stroke piano bit and um, Christina's solo vocal opening as well. Um, I think that really works well um, throughout the song. You've got the simple guitars and the keyboards throughout. To me, it's very dreamlike, and uh, with the way her vocal um, approach this song is, and it works really well. Um, and lyrically, going going on to that, I just think that it's about appreciating um, possibly your whole life in general and overcoming obstacles that might get in your way and to never take things for granted. And it's, um, it's the whole, whole basis of that, I think, that it's, it's looking at things on the other side and being very grateful for everything. Um, and for those that have seen it live, you'll also agree that it works well. It's simplistic, but I think that this works in its favour and it's as good or on a par with something as um, old as falling, um, in, in my opinion. And I think that that's what makes it unique and very good on the album. OK, fair enough. What about you, Russ? What do you think of it? Yeah, I think Mike summed it up pretty well there in terms of the meaning of the song. I mean, starting lyrically for a change, I think it's it's a very powerful set of lyrics in Wide Awake because it's sort of a contrast of of light and dark of how sort of you know it's a case of 
finding that inner strength and overcoming difficult times. And there's something about the lyrics to this song that just connects with a lot of people. I remember when it was sort of played live, with sort of the blue lighting, Christina coming out and singing it solo behind sort of the bass, the drums and the, the single guitar. It's just the best way to describe it. It's just an event at a Lacuna Coil show, if you ever see this live. It's just a great, great song. It's, it's a very simple song in its structure, but I think that's sort of what adds to the power of it. As Mike mentioned, you know, it's that singular keyboard uh, piano line. There's a very simple bass line backing up with the drums and then just a single guitar. And it's the simplicity, I think, that just adds to bolster the meaning behind the lyrics. So generally, it's just a very strong song, Shall I? Fair enough. What about you, Tim? What do you think of uh, Wide Awake? Well, Wide Awake is a, is a great song, actually. Although I'm not a fan of completely shallow life, that one is uh, definitely my most favorite track of it. It's also a track that if, if we need to demonstrate to someone how good Christina can sing, that this is especially the song for it, I think. Because her voice really comes out of it. It's very good there. Mm, yeah, I tend to agree with you. Well, I very much do agree with you. So, okay, you guys talk about various aspects of the lyrics and stuff, and I, I'm really concentrating on lyrics in my thoughts on the song. Uh, I agree that the the lyrics are simple. There's a strong message that comes out, and I do like them. I like them a lot. Actually, I think they're one of like the 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 strongest aspects of Wide Awake. What Okay, the thing for me, though, is that this is a very different style of Lacuna Coil song here, and this is not a criticism at all. I mean, you just alluded to it a few months ago, Tim, when you said that this is very different from the rest of Shallow Life. And and I would also argue that it's not really a song that can go anywhere else in any other Lacuna Coil album. This song does feel unique, like Mike said. I think, for me, the main reason is that Certainly on the album, at least, the main instrument that's supporting the lyrics is is piano and synths, really. It doesn't really get a sense of any strong drumming. There's no strong guitar work going on. It's a very different type of song, and the focus is very much on Christina's lyrics, which, Tim, you're absolutely right. She's perfect on this. It's a really strong song for her. Uh, she sings them very well, and in fact, no, she sings them beautifully. It's 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 a great and as she said, Mike, hearing it live and Rush, you, you said it as well. It's a really good experience, a great experience, and I, I wish that we got a chance to hear it again. I was lucky that I managed to record her singing the song a few years ago, which you can see on our YouTube channel, and it's just a beautiful experience. It's, it feels really personal, and she does, she sings it with great passion. Um, I think on the album, though, I don't know, don't know if it's just me, but I feel that the lyrics, especially in the chorus, feel a little compressed. Does that make sense? And it, it it seems to lose a little bit on the album, which is why I prefer the song live. Really get to feel that that sort of sense of, um, as I said before, passion. Um, but just to re-emphasize, this doesn't feel like a Lacuna Core song to me. Although I will say it's a beautiful song, and it does prove that they can pretty much do anything they set their minds to. Uh, you could easily play this and say to someone that's maybe familiar with other aspects of Lilacuna Call and anything that ties it is Christina's vocals. There's no nothing else there that makes it feel like Lacuna Call. Now, I say that is not a criticism, it's just an example of other stuff they can do. Mike, what do you think of numbers for this? What are you going to give it out of ten? Um I, I can understand what you're saying about it sound well, I don't know whether flat flat's the right word. Um do you know what you've just said? But I, I totally get what you what you're saying. So 
I would say compared to the emotion of of it being live, and if you watch Christina when she sung that on the tour that we we had, it was it was just it's one of those moments where you have to be there to see it kind of thing. So for the album, I will give it um, eight point five um, live, uh, nine point five if if we were reviewing live with it. Sounds like we are now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Russ? Uh, to sum up your your sentiment, I think you know the strongest aspect of this song is Christina. Um, she sings it beautifully. It shows off her range and her talent. But in terms of you know viewing reviewing the song as a whole, it's a, it's a solid seven. But the vocal performance is amazing. Fair enough. What about live now? It's come on, Mike started it. You got to give a live one. Live, it's probably uh, up up in the regions of a nine nine point five. Fair enough. Okay, Tim, what do you think? I'm thinking about giving it eight and a half, just the song, regular, because mm-hmm. it's indeed, like you said, different, but it's, it's so beautiful, just. And life, I remember seeing it once, and it was also beautiful. I would give it a nine life. Fair enough. Okay, well, you guys are definitely in the same place as I am on this then. So I'm going to give this, uh, on the album, I'm going to give this an eight out of ten, and live i'm going to give this a nine and a half out of ten because it's just an amazing experience and i get quite emotional when i see it up there singing with those just white and blue lights on a great great stuff well there we go wide awake That brings us to a close this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. Uh, before I forget, I want to thank Tim for joining us. Thank you, Tim. It's been great having you here. It was a pleasure. Uh, if you want to get in contact with the podcast, you can, of course, do so via the Empty Spiral website, which is www.emptyspiral.net, where you can uh, access the podcast by clicking the link on the front page. You can send us an email. You can put comments there. Uh, you can if you go into our forum there's a a thread for every episode so if you've got some stuff you want to engage in conversation you can do so there all empty spiral of course if you're in doing the social networking thing you can contact us through facebook which is facebook.com forward slash empty spiral.net and we're also on uh twitter which is empty spiral now and tumblr which is empty spiral.net no it's empty spiral net it's no dot uh dot tumblr.com uh, but there's links on the Empty Spiral website directly there, so you don't need to worry about typing stuff in. Uh, and, of course, we're also on Google+, and I've tried to make the URL sensical. It doesn't work. So there's lots of numbers. So just go- just literally Google us. You'll probably find us there on Google+. Uh, so I think that's about it. Of course, if you want to listen to us, you can do so via the uh, iTunes and the Stitcher Radio Network. If you use either of those, you can subscribe and it'll automatically update your mobile device or your computer with the latest episode as and when it gets released, which is normally on a Saturday. Otherwise, you can download or stream it directly from the Expo website. So there we go. So as I say, we're kind of at a close. Um, this episode will be released on, I don't know, Saturday, the wherever date it is. What is it next Saturday? Saturday the 30th of August. And it's Monday now. So we're all going to try to find some time to get some sun in maybe this week. I don't know. But there we go. Anyway, I'm rambling now. Uh, I've obviously had far too much time off. And I now feel the need to fill the void with just babble. So I'm going to leave. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tim, for joining us. Thanks, guys, again, as always. And I look forward to speaking to you all very, very soon.
Cheers. Goodbye. Ciao, guys. See you.